Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, you guys. Let's talk about Paymaya, shall we? It is a free mobile wallet app that you can download from the App Store, Play Store, and the Huawei App Gallery. Do you have it already? Yes, raise your hands. Don't forget, register using our code, EDROPPAYMAYA. You have to use all caps, so that's E-D-R-O-P-A-Y-M-A-Y-A. All you got to do is upgrade then, add money, and get your 50 peso reward. So you can pay securely from the convenience of your home. You don't have to leave your house. Contactless and cashless. These are the three things that are so important these days. So the next time you have a transaction, don't pay cash. Pay Maya. Welcome to another episode of the Eavesdrop Podcast. We are still celebrating Pride Month here on the show. So we have another round of guests to enlighten and educate everybody who's tuned in. So my name is Francesca. My name is Jelly. This is Delamar. I'm Jude Rocha. Good day. <laughs> I think there's a finality to the good day. Like, don't ask me any more questions. Good day. That's it. That's it. I'll All see right. you at the end. <laughs> We'll hear from him again, but he has to say goodbye. All right. So let's get right into it. We've got two guests for today. They are the go-to individuals in the local fitness industry, and they've been together as a couple for over three years. Their photos inspired by their relationship. Um, individually, they are quite the achievers. The first guest is a three-time certified steel mace movement pioneer in the Philippines, also known as the White Mace Artist Nights, a movement and mobility specialist, a corrective exercise specialist, Specialist, the first Filipina kettlebell master of sport. We've got Coach Nat Cruz. Yeah. Hi, Nat. Hi, Nat. Welcome to the eavesdrop. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's me. <laughs> yes, it's you. It's you. 
The second half of that relationship is with the creator of NT Sweat, the founder of the NT Summer Equinox, a certified holistic wellness coach, a yoga teacher. She is also the lady behind Pretty Darn Fit and a podcaster with good, rude, and partly nude. You should guess Jude. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we've also got Nikki Torres. Yay! Yay! Hi, so Nikki. Oh, it's Nikki and Nat. Pride Month. The eavesdrop. Nikki and Nat for today. All right. You know what I love about these ladies? When I was um, inviting them to guests and I asked, is there anything that you're not comfortable talking about? Their reply was like, no, we're okay to talk about anything because we are <laughs> past. They are already past the, the trauma. So we're probably going to hear about that. But individually, can we hear your journey of discovering yourself and your identity. Can we start with Nikki? Um, well, I, was re- I went to an exclusive school for girls. Um, basically, almost all my life, I had to beg my mom to send me to a co-ed school for college. <laughs> because I wasn't, um, I didn't want to accept at the time that I was really lesbian. So when you go to an all-girls school, an exclusive school for girls, um, being in a relationship with another girl is, is normal, like mm. just everywhere because there are no guys. Um, and most of our parents think it's a face. <laughs> and right. so we also end up feeling like maybe this is just a face. And so for college, before um, I started taking entrance exams, I was like, mom, maybe we should try um, a co-ed school. So I went to USD. And I did try dating a couple of guys. It didn't work out, obviously. Um, (laughs) It was was that. It wasn't actually um, super eventful for me because I think my parents saw it coming. They just didn't want to accept it. Um, Mm -hmm. The first incident, I would say that, um, and we also talked about this in in my podcast, Um, the first incident, I would say that my parents um, found out that I liked girls was in sixth grade yeah I was in sixth grade I was really young because yeah all girls school um and my mom was so mad because we come from a very conservative family um and then they were like why are you into girls um I got hit I was like I went to school the next day all beaten up I would laugh about it now but like it was so bad that my teachers pulled me aside um, that day in school. And they were like, do you want us to call Bantay Bata? <laughs> oh, so <laughs> beat you. Who beat you? Hi. Who hit you? Your, your folks? Your mom? Yes. How, because she was so angry. She was so angry. So what happened was one night, um, there was some um, usual school drama with uh, other girls with friends. Um, and then one of the girls called my home. I was already asleep. This was like 10 p.m. Um, and my mom said, oh, she can't come to the phone now. She's asleep. And then for some reason, this girl just wanted to like, she just, she snitched on me. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> so my mom, like, did you know that your child has a girlfriend in school? And I don't know what oh. else. What was and your motivation? Sorry, Nikki. What, why did she do that? Uh, we were, were fighting. You were fighting. You were fighting. Okay. Girl drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So she, but how did you to your mom? 
Yes, she outed me to my mom. And the sad thing about that is the girl that she was referring to wasn't even my girlfriend. So we, were, uh, we just kind of liked each other, but there wasn't like a real relationship or anything like that. And then she right. outed me um, to get back at me, I guess. Yeah. Um, Maybe she then, liked you. Oh, baka. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever entertain the idea that that might be it? Like if, oh, if I can't mom. have you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, now she is. Now she's like, thinking yeah, about it. That your teacher wanted to call Bente by that. Well, right. How bad well, was it? You know how, I don't know about you guys, but my parents were like, they would, my mom would like, would beat me up with a stick. <laughs> I was a kid. Uh, yeah. I was from that generation. Right. In my case, it was like a belt, a hanger, and yeah. a back scratcher, a wooden back scratcher, which broke. Oh, no. What? Wow. Bruises all over. And I remember. Oh, no. It was That's really, pretty bad. <laughs> really bad. Um, I remember looking at myself in the mirror that morning before going to school and thinking I looked like a zebra because I had like, it was a back scratcher, so it was like, Long. Yeah, the stripes. Yeah, I had stripes. Okay, arms. Okay, wait, okay. So I know, I know, we're we're talking about this, and maybe I guess maybe in retrospect you can laugh about it now, but I'm sure at the time this was very very serious. You know that is, um, and I I hope I I hope you've spoken with your mom about it, but that is you know child abuse. <laughs> Not the way you should be raising your child. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Sorry, outside of, outside of finding out that you were gay, that you were lesbian, as a matter of punishment at the home, was it the same? Like if you did something wrong, not being about lesbian, but something wrong, like you broke a curfew or something, would they beat you up the same way? No. Or it was that specific issue? That was, that was that specific issue. I see, yeah. okay. Yeah. She really couldn't accept it, especially because she would. She was a. She was her organist in our cathedral. She was that religious, so um, she would play the organ in our cathedral in the church. So she was very active in the in the community, um, mm. and I think more than more than her finding out that I was gay it was more of what did other people think about me? Yeah, mm. right. Oh, oh, right. That's right. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. So then after that, so after that incident, your teacher spoke to you. Um, how did you and your mom interact with each other? How was it? Um, I honestly do not remember what happened after that, but it was like, we just didn't talk about it anymore for like years, years Mm -hmm. after that. Um, and of course I would go into hiding even if I ended up with, uh, another girl in high school. So I was in grade school at the time Mm -hmm. when I was in high school, I had a girlfriend, my first actual girlfriend, we lasted about four years. Um, and I would keep that from them, but I would bring the girl to our house and then just tell her, can you, she's a little more boyish than that. Okay. <laughs> so, at the time, was a little bit more, more butch. Um, she's blue. So, yes. She's so, blue. Okay. So I'd tell her to like, maybe put your hair up or like, can you wear a tank top instead of a shirt? Just so my mom would be suspicious. Uh, <laughs> just tone down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I see Nat laughing. Ex Nat, ex Nikki, Nikki, was there? I mean, yeah, of course. Like Fran said, you're laughing about it now. But how is it to go through something like that? So young. You're so young. Um, I guess 
it was well it was really hard trying to having having to hide from your parents because it felt like you, i i wanted them to be supportive but at the same time i felt like i shouldn't be having i, I shouldn't be in a relationship anyway because i'm just i'm just a teenager young maybe mm-hmm. serious so i would have these conversations with myself there's no one else that i could talk to um do you have siblings nikki i do i do but then that's the thing they're also against it so ah. I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest. Okay. So even my siblings are against it. Um, my sister went to, this is funny. So my sister also went to an exclusive school for girls until college. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would be, she told me that she used to be in a relationship with another girl. She would have uh, girlfriends, a couple of girlfriends. Um, but she ended up being straight anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> The thing was, I would I talked to her and asked her, so you understand what I'm going through because you you were in a relationship with other girls and then she's yeah. like, yeah, but I ended up being straight, so it could be the same for you. So it still wasn't uh, like she still didn't want to accept it, kind of like yeah, oh oh, 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 I get it, yeah. That's a phase because I went through that and ended up being straight. So yeah, mm. so it was, so it was okay. So it was okay that you were gay as long as it's a face. Yeah. Like you'll get over it. Uh, okay. How is it now? You have a girlfriend and I'm I'm sure you're, well, if you were open online, then how does the family take that? Um, after I graduated from college, the my girlfriend before napped, um, it, I was in an eight year relationship and that was the only time they really accepted it. Um, my brother found out that uh, I had a girlfriend, so he was going through. He was using my computer. My um, multiply <laughs> panon. <laughs> this really dates you. <laughs> so I, so I, that was like right after I graduated from college. My brother used my computer, and uh, when he opened my browser, my multiply account popped up, and he saw photos like an album of my girlfriend we were new at the time we were just like um i think a month or two dating into dating each other um and then he found out he saw it he saved the photos and then he showed my mom so basically he outed me oh man so he was the one who was like really against it Mm -hmm. um my mom didn't beat me up (laughs) good news yeah (laughs) she was probably like uh here we go again um, she didn't beat me up, and, but she did keep me from leaving the house. So oh. maybe just trying to make sure that I get, don't get to see the girl or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was already out of college. So right. I found a way. So that was like a graduation. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to find a job, even though I don't want to work yet. I wanted to take a break from, from, um, from school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found a job being a barista. So I could get out of the house. Right. Okay. So you can be independent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How old were you? How old were you at this time? Is this like 19? Yes. Around that. So around okay. 19 or 20, I think. Yeah. 19. So what my dad did was he would bring me to the cafe for work. So I would make sure that he knows where he drops me off and then would try to pick me up afterwards. So what I would do is like be in the vicinity and meet my real friend and just have my dad pick me up after so that he knows. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but now it was that relationship that my mom started to accept it. She mm-hmm. did tell me that she spoke to a someone from church who is a psychologist, I think, and she really sat down with that person. And the, um, that I don't know if she's female, I guess, but she said that um, when she sat down with this person, she was told that maybe you should try to understand where your daughter is coming from. Okay. Um, she really made an effort to understand. Yeah. She tried. She tried. Yeah. Well, just the fact that she got in touch with a psychologist means that she really wants to accept it. She's taking it upon herself to figure things out. Yes. Galing. Now we want to hear Nat's story. What happened with you? When, you know, uh, when did you discover that you preferred girls or what's your journey like? Okay, so my story is really far from Nikki's story because, uh, well, same because uh, we came from, or we come from conservative families. Okay. And um, uh, I came from a co-ed school. So okay. Um, not normal to see girls or gays or lesbians or gays who are out. Usually mm. gays, the super flamboyant ones, but yeah, like butch lesbians, it was so rare. But I remember just recently, like in, in my life, I realized that there were already hints because mm. I would crush on my teacher, I guess, back in. <laughs> No, maybe like grade school. Like there were feelings, but of course at that time you're you're a child, so you yeah. don't really think yeah. about that much. And then I would I guess the peak that I realized that something was really different was that in high school I would have feelings, like strong feelings for other girls. Mm-mm. Like I would write them poems and raps. Raps <laughs> 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 <was> my way, <laughs> wooing them, and then it was just up to there. I didn't really take it to the next level. If there was such a thing, Where, was it reciprocated? You, like the ones that you wrote the poems and raps for? Did they like I you back? They, I don't know if they knew, but we were close. <laughs> oh, okay. But it was yes. never like outright yeah. like, uh, be together. But we would hang out and uh-uh. we would be cool. But I never really took it to the next level because I was scared. Mm-mm. I was scared of what they would think. I was scared of what um, what would happen, the uncertainty of things. And then I just let that um, fly by because I was thinking to myself, nah, this is me, myself. Nah, this is probably just a face. Okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, um, because I remember I would still admire boys so mm. but um, it was just that it was a low level of admiration <laughs> like I would admire like you know aesthetics or whatever then yes. when it came to like the tug in the heart it was usually a girl girl, girl. okay but oh, because parang may man crush ka ganon yeah, oh, my, that's, I was huh? like, oh, maybe there is a chance that, you know, that maybe yeah, I'm really straight. Or, right. or I remember at uh, college. Um, so I was, I was never out during high school. Um, but then came college. And I remember um, I had the 
crush on a guy. Mm. And then, so we would hang out. And then a couple of weeks passed, I hung out with a girl. And I was like, no, okay, ditching this. (laughs) 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 I guess I'm not bisexual. Because I remember... um, coming out to a friend who was a lesbian um, back in college. Uh, and she was like, oh, finally. So I was like... <laughs> it's just like she's, she's known. And they're just waiting. <laughs> and then she was right. like, oh, yeah, I've always known. So it, I guess, was it that obvious? <laughs> then I guess it takes one to know one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always think of myself as a late bloomer because I didn't come out until um, I think that was first year college or second year. I can't remember. Mm-mm. I didn't come out until I had an official girlfriend at that time. Okay. So, um, are you going to say something? Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> just wondering, because from, from Nikki's part, even though she didn't have an official girlfriend yet, she was already, you know, um, being treated differently by the family. What about in your case, Nat? Um, it's really an internal battle because people, a lot of people think that coming out is easy. The first, mm. the very first hurdle is not coming out. It's actually accepting it. Mm. Yes, so there yes. were weeks I remember in college or when I was first year high school, uh, grade school, first year college, that I was just in my room and then I was just crying because I there was something different, but I couldn't mm-hmm. point out what it was. Right. It was that was bothering me, badgering yeah. me, that something's off and something needs to literally, I don't know, come out, come off your chest or mm-hmm. something like that. And it wasn't until um, I had the guts to pursue this girl at that time. And then her family was very accepting. Mm-hmm. So it was the very first step for me to like inch my way to coming out. Because I wanted that for her as well. I didn't want to keep on hiding. Because I remember... Um, I would go, because first year college, I would commute. So straight from um, school, mm-hmm. I would just commute straight to her house so that no one knew. There was no trace. So <laughs> <laughs> my parents would think that I am still in school. In school, yeah. 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 So uh, uh. That was like the normal routine. And then it comes to a point that it feels like you really need to put it out there. So started off with coming out to my friend who is also lesbian. Mm-hmm. And then changing my way to um, my cousins, my brother. Although, unlike Nikki's case, my brother didn't have <laughs> Ned, I have... Then, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, just going go back ahead. to when you said about acceptance, like the first thing to coming out is not really about other people, but accepting yourself. So can we just focus on what what does that mean in real terms? Because um, we've... we um, For Pride Month, we have talked to... Um, gay men who, you know, discovered their identity, their sexual identity. And in most cases, 
It's kind of different, like what you focus on. What was the acceptance? Was it accepting that you liked something that you think you were not supposed to? Yes. Was it accept? That's it. I see. And just knowing that, um, of course, when you grow up, it's like there's only male and then there's only female. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that in at the back of your head, you're already like treading an unknown path, which right. is right. because yeah. you're like you're on your own this yeah. time because you're not anymore guided by what's normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no template. There's yeah. no template for it. Uh-uh. <laughs> Even when you go through the phases of how to dress up. <laughs> so <that's Yeah>. Right. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask both of you, like, so um, when you had come out, like fully coming into your sexual identity, what was the conversation in society about homosexuality? Like, how was it perceived? Because like we talked to um, Tito Boy Abunda and at the time it was really not welcoming at all. Yeah. And then you come to a certain level where people are a bit more accepting, you know, so in your also case, social media, uh, the, uh, it's out, you know, Mm-mm. and and there are more gay people on TV and in the movies. So obviously that affects, you know, the, the natural discourse about homosexuality. So at the time that you guys came out, what was it like? Was Ellen already on? The, was, yeah. Did Ellen already come out? Did she have her show already? Mm-hmm. Was there representation of a gay community? A little bit, yes. Ellen was becoming popular the time I came out. Um, but when I would tell people that, oh yeah, I'm gay, women would usually act or would react like, oh, you're you're gay? Hindi <laughs> And then I'd be like, yeah. Do I have to dress up like a like a guy the or way, like, do I have yeah. to dress mm-hmm. or something? Mm-hmm. And men, especially in my workplace, I used to work in an advertising agency. Um, so men in my workplace, when they found out that I was lesbian, would be like, sayang kalam or... Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that yeah. typical response, right? Yeah, for oh, all. Yeah, and it would it lasted me a couple of years. Every it, They would randomly ask me, kayo pa ba? Or like, I don't know what we meant by that. Or like, kayo niyan or something. And I'm like... Yeah, it was it was it was tough, but people were becoming a little bit more open at the time. It wasn't probably as bad as Tito Boys, but yeah, people were already yeah. starting to accept it. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, it's the same. Like Ellen was already very popular at that time, and um, of course, there you can't avoid the questions. The weird yeah. questions like who wears the pants? The pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then we understand where it's coming from because it's not a normal thing. So you can see through the questions what they really um, want to try to ask you. <laughs> yeah, ask you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, now let's go back. So how did your family, after coming out to your brother, um, Chamber, next step for your parents? So Eventually. I grew up to my Because I grew up... Ah, uh, most of um, my life without my biological mom. Okay. And my, biolo- my mom figure at that time for my Lola, my Nina. Ah, mm. Okay. I came out to her. Okay. 
Um, at first, I came out to her husband because I was liberated. Siya. <laughs> and then he helped me ease my way through, like, come out to my Nina. And after that, it went downhill from there. Oh, no. <laughs> because? Why? What, what happened? happened? All hell, just imagine a cage and then all the demons. <laughs> because um, after that, when I came out to her, she went up. She was quiet. She went upstairs. Stomped her foot. She's like, I did not raise you to be like that. Oh. From there, it didn't go as planned. So just a just a warning for those. Who, right. Um, right. I wasn't planning to come out to my parents yet, like to my dad. To my grandma because I, I knew they were so conservative that mm. they were the last person I wanted to come out to. Or parang okay. I was planning not to even tell them for maybe years. Mm-mm. But then after that, the next thing I knew, um, my lola knew about it. My lola would barge in and knock and then there's that trauma. And I always tell this to Nikki because whenever I unearth this story, I have to give you a disclaimer that maybe it will not go, it will be different all the time because mm-hmm. it was so painful that I, maybe that part of me, I just like um, buried somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Back of my head. Mm-hmm. So now that I've been starting to talk about it, I feel like it's been very traumatic for me. Right. Because... It's more of the emotional um, abuse of it. Like mm-hmm. when you, yeah. first thing in the morning, someone would knock at your door, bang at your door, and then still talk about that subject. No, uh. like questions like, so ano, lalaki ka ba? Oh, so, oh yes. So what, what would people think? Na parang paano ka makahanap ng trabaho? It, it was usually mm-hmm. that every mm-hmm. day. Every day? Every day. And then it would be, syempre, in the car, if you're like on the way to mass, you're always trying to hold your breath. You're always um, on the tip of your toes because mm. you're afraid that if that subject comes up. You're like walking on eggshells. Yeah, it's like walking on eggshells. Exactly. And that was for, um, I don't know, a couple of years of my life. And I would just describe it as hell. Yeah. Mm. So it's how old were you? Sorry, how old were you na? College? Uh, I think I was 19 at that time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 1920. Yeah. Because that was either second year, first year of college. Mm-mm. So, yeah, it was really traumatic for me. And then at that time, uh, with my ex, it would be it would be this feeling of you're constantly hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because my ex at that time lived in the same um, area. So sometimes we would like um, see that the car, like my parents' car is just right in front of me in the stoplight. And I'd be like, go no, go now. <laughs> 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 it would be so close. So we had to hide. We had to go somewhere far off. We had to, uh, I had to park my car the, at the very back of her village because my dad installed a tracker in my phone. Oh, oh man! My. Yeah, and then my brother would tell me, "Ate papunta na sila jan," and I would hide my car behind the. So see, my brother, my brother's in part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> at least you had that. Yeah, at least you had that one support 
Yeah. I beautiful thing because even if it was so hard for me, I had my support system. I had my yeah. I had my cousins, I had my brother. They were all very accepting towards mm. me. So it was really just my immediate um like family or parents that it was mm. really hard for me because our family setup is very matriarchal. Nat, I have a question. So you're saying that it was traumatic and you kind of put it at the back burner of your mind. And yeah. then now that you've accepted yourself, you're, you've been more open in talking about it. Yes. Um, is there healing in talking about it or are there resident feelings of resentment to towards the people like your Lola, your, your Ninang, what kind of feelings would come up once you decided to face the trauma of it? Uh, well, you know, what's funny is that it's, it's so ironic because it's only recently that I've been talking about this again. Mm. Um, I remember slightly getting mad at Nikki for prying. We had a podcast that featured also like our story. And then mm-hmm. it was- it's harder for me to tell the story because it always felt like it was digging something. Yes, mm, of course. And, when I, and now it's like it's, it's gotten better and there's zero resentment for my family. Oh, wow. Totally, I forgave them already and that shit, that, um, that film has already been the the price has been paid. The, that loss right. of being able to talk to your child because you don't want to talk about her um, gender, her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we I had to go through um, years of healing that of constantly forgiving them, constantly forgiving mm-hmm. myself that it's not my fault, it's not their fault, it's nobody's fault. How did you go through that? What was your process? Because hey, yeah. on the show. We know if there's anything traumatic that we've been through, like the more you talk about it with people that you trust, the better it becomes. Just like you, like, you know, the more you, you shared it with Nikki, so so the more it comes out and the more you rehash it in your mind and with other people, it gets a lot better. So what was your process of that forgiveness? Because that's a lot of forgiveness to dole out. It's a lot. <laughs> How did you do this? I guess for me, there is, I can easily detach. Once I'm forgiven, I can easily detach from that um, situation, mm. that feeling, because I want to be able to have family time. I want yeah. that time with them. So I have to, it's like, it's a no-brainer to not even hold on to anything. Any a grudge. grudge. Because you don't want to lose out on that time that's been, yeah. no one, for years yeah yeah so you don't want to add to that and they're all they love Nikki <laughs> they always look for her whenever I go home alone <laughs> how long so have you guys been together yeah it's fully accepted three about yes. three years well we had a bit of work to do when we first got together because after Nat's first girlfriend she was single for like four years and so I think mm. 
thought, okay, it's done. The phase is, is over. That was a phase. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going for a boyfriend now. <laughs> and then we show up. <laughs> oh, God. That's another story. <laughs> what? The banging in the bedroom door happened while I was there. And then... I told her, she was like, no, let's just hide. Would we? <laughs> she wanted me to stay with her. So she would bring me to their house when we were starting out. Like we were like a month or two in their, into the room. <laughs> we'd be like, let's go home at like 11 so that everyone's asleep. We'll pass by the back door. I'll sneak yeah. you in and then we'll stay in the bedroom. I'll just bring food in. She was like that. <laughs> yeah. Keep and you then, in hiding. <laughs> exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you say that, it just sounds really stupid. (laughs) (laughs) If I were my parent, I would kick me out. We're not kids anymore. Um, Mm. And family has already accepted me. And they've already accepted that. And then I was like, maybe we should... Um, come out of the we'll, we'll come out of the room. Let me pass through the front door when all of your family's there. I'll I'll say good afternoon or good morning. Po. I'll greet them. I'll yeah, mano, dear Lola, and then I'll beso or whatever. Um, I'll sit with them on the table and I'll I'll talk to them so that they know who you're dating. Yeah, and I think that broke all of the of the stigma, I guess, and they started to think, oh, okay, I guess there's. Decente naman pala siya. <laughs> so it was that. And then from there, yun, sabi niya, I was the only girl who had the courage to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, out of curiosity, for, for both of you, did you have an actual conversation with the members of your family that were not accepting in the beginning? Like for you, Nikki, did you have a full-on conversation with your mom? I did, yes. Okay, and how did that go? What was that like? I think that was the very starting point of my healing when we sat mm. down and she tried to, she was open. She tried to understand me. She listened to me. And then I tried to understand her and I listened to her because that's when she told me that, did you know that I tried? She didn't, she never told me that she talked to a psychologist. Mm. Um, that was the only time she told me and that was like years past already. Okay. And then she told me that I, I talked to someone in, in church. She is a psychologist and she told me um, to understand you. And then she opened up about worrying um, about where this would take me in my career. Um, mm. Just worried about what other people would think of you. Um, you might have trouble finding a job. Um, and th- it, at this point, I was already out of advertising. I was like doing pretty mm-hmm. well in fitness like I would come to her and mom look I started a fitness blog yeah. and it has won a couple of awards in, in my career mm-hmm. she would be so proud of me and I think that's what made her realize that wait it's okay because she can mm-hmm. take care of herself out there and that's when she like eased up and she was like okay maybe maybe it's okay to just yeah not her. to worry about you anymore yeah. did, did you ever talk about the the time that she beat you was that ever brought up? Yeah, no, my cause I'm, I Because I'm just thinking, you know, as a mother, if I found myself not knowing what to do about something that my child said to me or I discovered something and I, and I hurt my child, even now, pag namalo ako, ako yung umiiyak eh, and I have guilt. And I was thinking maybe, maybe your mom carried that. 
Because it's not easy, right? What do you think? Hey guys, PayMaya is a free mobile wallet app that you can download from the App Store, Play Store, and Huawei App Gallery. Do you have it? If not yet, why don't you download the PayMaya app? Register using our code. Here it is: E Drop PayMaya, all caps. Okay, it's very case sensitive. That's E D R O P A Y M A Y A. So upgrade using our code. Add money, get the 50 peso reward. Do it now because that reward is only. Until June 30, so now you can pay securely from the convenience of your home. It's contactless, it's cashless, it's safe. So don't forget, don't pay cash. Pay Maya. Tell friend Jelly the eavesdrop. I never brought it up because this conversation we had this about maybe 10 years later after that incident. And after mm-hmm. that, we never talked about it. I never brought it up. She never brought it up. I don't know how she healed past that or she went past that. Um, and I don't know what process went into her head to just, you know, um, forgive herself for doing that. Or mm-hmm. if she even thought it was wrong because their generation really thinks that. Yeah, yeah. that is true. That, that, correct. Yeah, yeah, that's how you uh-uh. discipline. Because I won't go, but I remember in the movies, it was, it was even... You know, a joke. Like I remember, there was a Dolphy, Dolphy um movie where he was gay, and then his father would dip his head in a tub, yeah. in a drum full of water, and said, "Babae ka ba lalake, babae." Mm. And then they kept doing this, and on the third time, she said, "Serena," and it was just, you know, it, it it's funny. It it is funny, but it kind of reflects to you. Yeah. Where that generation is from, and how they would react, like they would actually hurt their children, you know, thinking that they could beat it out of them. Yeah, that it was something that they could like, right. like a piece of clothing that they could take off, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, I had this similar uh, situation as well. Um, I was slapped to str- to uh, straighten. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, para nila, di ba? She tried to slap the gayness. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. This yeah, okay. was really dramatic because my my room at that time was a desk, and then in front of my desk was a built-in mirror. So they went in. My lola went in. My dad was there beside my lola, and my lola um, held me here. I remember she held me here, and then she slapped me, and then. Hindi ka ba magbabago? That's what she said. And mm. then uh, I remember like thoughts running through my head that all my life I always tell her what she wanted to hear mm. because Ooh. yeah, you just want them to just be happy. happy. Mm. Yeah. Right. And she slapped me, and then I said no, and then she slapped me again with the back of her hand. So and then I saw myself getting slapped. So in the it was mirror, really, like a really weird um, yeah. experience. Mm. Yeah, it was just at it was at that um, time that I realized no, I have to stand firm because if I gave her what she wanted to hear, Correct. then it would be yeah. a disservice to me. Yeah, yeah. true. It yes, be to me because I don't want to be like closeted for the rest of my life. I'll just stick it out now, stick to my yeah. gut, and then just let. It heal over time versus mm. 
I tell them now. I lie to them just so they hear what yeah. they want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's that awkward you, moment that you already said that you're lesbian. So yeah. <laughs> you can't take it back. You can't take it back. <laughs> no backsies. I'm sorry. Uh, you can't go back in the closet. <laughs> times, uh-uh. front slap, back slap. So I was like, yeah, after that, now that we just laugh about it. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I can go through anything now. Yeah, that was that was really courageous oh. of you to stand your ground and parang bahala na kung ano mangyari. This is who I am. I'd rather get the hits than live a lie. Exactly. But but not. I don't think people. A lot of people think that way. Like True. pay the price of truth now, then lie to somebody, and then have to pay it then, mm, like ten years yeah. from now. Wait, what can you say? To let's just say we have parents listening and they think they have a gay son or a gay daughter. Uh, what advice, or maybe somebody's gay and listening to us and still struggling to come out? What would you say to them? Like, any words of advice, any caveats, you know? Because for some people, I think it's very hard, but for others, maybe not. But for those who are having a hard time, and you both seem to have gone through quite a lot to, to be yourself. Well, the first thing I would want to say is that it's not going to be easy. Because I don't want to promise you that when you come out, it's going to be, woo, coming out of the closet. Uh, no. Hell it's a celebration. <laughs> no, it's not a celebration. You have to expect the worst. I mean, this is not me, but then you have, it's better that you expect the worst. Mm. Because from there, everything's roses. When you expect that everything's oh, oh, that, oh, uh, Yeah. Then it's really... It's really going to be hard because it's not so normal. Eh? But you have to, it's better to live your truth. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Better to live your truth. Yes. But for the parents, I mean, I don't want to tell you how to parent because I'm not one. Mm. You can't force your child to come out to you. Because, like oh, yeah. I said, it's an internal battle first. So I yes. can't tell you right away if I myself am not sure and I'm not accepting it myself. So why would I tell you anything? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we would have uh, a couple of parents who would ask us about it. I think my child's gay. So what do I do? You wait. Yeah. You just <laughs> wait. Okay. Yes. There. You wait. And maybe also try to talk to them about it. Um, you girls have gone through a lot of challenges. A lot. And um, looking back at it now, you know, you, you speak of it in, in um, a lighter term and, and that shows a lot of your healing. But can you maybe go back and maybe think of like how I'm sure because if I put myself in your position, because we're all moms here, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and if I have this, if, this empathy and I'm thinking, oh, my God, these girls, they were very young. They went through this um, very confusing time and then their main caregivers are the ones that are hurting them so much emotionally and physically so Mm. for you girls did it get very very dark were there really you know dark thoughts because suicide amongst teenagers gay or straight are high and i can imagine so maslala when you're getting it from all ends right Confused, Carito, and then everybody else around you is also confused, but they're lashing at you and they're angry. So, um, was there any time like that in your lives? And and maybe how maybe you can help us 
help the kids out there. How did you overcome it? Go past that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like my parents um, took care of me. It was well, it was still well-rounded, even if that part of me was something that they didn't accept. So I really mm-hmm. didn't feel like, no, I'm, 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 a, I'm going to give up. Because apart from that, they were very caring and nurturing. Okay. So I, I grew up having to just go past, move past that, that, yeah. that um, worry that, okay, they might not accept me. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I was, I was okay. Um, I'm not mm. sure about that because you spend yeah. a lot of time in your bedroom alone. Um, well, it's the same because I was raised really well. Yeah. Even if you say that they didn't accept me, I was scared for, provided okay. for with what, I, what was needed. I wasn't spoiled. I mean, they mm. taught me the value of money. Mm-mm. But they were there. So ah. um, for me, it was never, I mean, it was dark. At that time, it was dark because like, I would always tell this to Nikki, if only that time the walls could talk, they would say a lot of things. Mm. Right. And, uh, I found peace through uh, um, going um, prayer, meditation, mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. listening to Alan Watts, he's my favorite uh, philosopher. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot wow. of um, inner work. Mm, and right. that's the reason it's why I was yeah. just there in my room. Because for me, I wanted to face this on my own first. Yes. Like yeah. My, yeah. I wanted to build on my own first before I yeah. even go out. So it was like, mm-hmm. you're right that it's really painful because it was yeah. coming from the very foundation mm-hmm. yeah, from right. my family. But the, all, the way I thought of it was that all the more that it made me stronger because if my grandma can slap, slap mm-hmm. me, and tell me otherwise that you know you're not gonna succeed with this type of thing that you're um, trying to live. Yay. Anyone else who tells me otherwise, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. You know, I don't. I don't care because I, I've already gone through hell with uh, my family. It all the more that gave me the strength to like, you know, what, if I'm gonna do my own thing, I'm gonna do my own thing. Right. Mm. You, you, you know when you get. Go ahead. Sorry, because when, when, when Nat was saying earlier that um, letting go of the grudge because you don't want to miss more time with your family, that yeah. kind of gave me the signal that everything else, say, for you to say that, that means there's love there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's love all around, except in this one central issue. And I think for a lot of people, that's what makes this hard. Because in as much as you love your family, you're really learning about the truth of yourself, right? Mm. And now you have to choose between do I make myself happy and make them miserable or make them happy and then make me miserable? And um, it's really quite a struggle, especially in your teenage years where, you know, even if you weren't gay, going through your teenage years is hard enough learning True. how to be an adult, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I don't think anybody gets a free pass on that, but it's extra hard hard for you because to deal with society that says, no, that's wrong. No, life will treat you badly. No, you won't progress in the career that you may want. And there seems to be fear. And sometimes I wonder if that fear is not really for you per se, but for them. Yeah. Mm. I think so. Don't that's you think? where the empathy comes from because, you know, it's, it's their fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, oh, right. You. Yeah. And it's, they have that fear because they love you. Yes. Of course, yes. I don't want to say that 
it's all like it was easy for us because I remember that uh, there was a point in my life I hated my dad. Mm, yeah, I didn't want to talk to him, but then hate takes more from you than True. It right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have you're you're going to eventually uh, realize that when you breathe hate, that it's not the way. Nice. You know, we we're going to commend. Go on, go on, Nikki. Apologies. Always say that um, we're lucky because we didn't get to experience what other people experience. They they have it worse than we had. Um, and there, I have friends who are already in their thirties but couldn't come out to their parents because mm-hmm. they're worried they might get kicked out of the house or taken out of the will or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's not easy, but I always believe that there's nothing communication can't fix. Like if you sincerely like pull your parents aside and sit down and sincerely open up to them about how you feel and how you think you can handle yourself and, you know, just understand where they are coming from. Um, like what my mom and I did, we, we sat down and she told me everything. I told her everything. And then we just, we met halfway and then. She was like, okay, as long as you take care of yourself, as long as you can handle yourself, as long as, because we're, she was like, I'm old. I won't be there to protect you anymore. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's part of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So from there, I understood. It, it, it all came back to me. Okay, so that's why she hit me that, that night or that's why yeah, she would correct. keep me from going out and seeing this person because she doesn't even know who this person was. But when mm. I brought that introduced to her to, to Nat, um, she loved her. And now and then and now she's part of the family. Mm. Yeah. You know, I was just going to say earlier that I really commend both of you because considering that you were going through all of these at such a young age, I mean, both of you are still young. And for you to have been able to go through the thought process and the decision that, no, you know what? They may be hurting us right now. They may be hurting me right now. But aside from this, they love me in all other ways. For you to still see that and hold Mm -hmm. on to that, that's precious. And that just goes to show how mature both of you were at such a young age because I think especially for the kids who are having problems coming out to their families right now whether it's about coming out or just dealing with their families sometimes you end up focusing so much on the pain the hurt the anger the resentment you miss to see all the other good stuff. And that's what you ladies kept in mind, even when you were going through to your parents and your respective families that, that take, let's just put the homosexuality on the side Mm. that there was love and it was communicated to you because otherwise you wouldn't say, I don't want to miss out time with my family. Those Mm. things were so telling because it seems like there was love and it was really shown to you except that maybe they were not prepared they did not know how to protect you yeah. they you know, sila, diba? i mean yeah. you you saw what happened to ellen after she came out yeah. she thought that everything was going to be okay yeah. and next but thing no. you know she, oh, and next thing you know she was like she lost her everything but only to come back even bigger than she thought Mm-mm. what a story Oh, thank you for sharing your story with us, Nikki and Nat. We appreciate it so much. Um, thank you for being so open. Go on. Oh, I was just saying that it's usually two things I noticed, at least from my family. 
it's usually either their ego or um, and or they just really care what your future will hold even mm, with yeah. certain yeah not absolutely those yeah. and if you look at it that way it's really it can be addressed with communication but then for Nikki at least for my case it was we weren't really like um an I love you family you know mm, yeah a lot about their feelings but when I showed them that I got my shit together yes <laughs> <laughs> I got a job and then now living on my own it was a testament that yeah I'm they raised you well that they raised you well. and, and they have nothing to worry about yeah that's all I think care about yeah you know what I think that's it I mean like it's exerting your independence. It's like you said, okay, I'm going to get my shit together and I'm going to show you. I think for individuals who are going through things like this, independence is what really should be your motivating factor. Like get yourself out of the house yeah. and, then live, and, start, and then start living your own life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people or kids would say, no, no I want this. I want this. This is my future. But then, yeah, you're still on your pa- your uh, parents' face. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. True. Right? Exactly. So you have to abide by the rules. I mean, it was hard for me at first because my head was in the clouds. Yeah, I have a big, big ambition. But then at the end of the day, I'm still being fed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but not, not to be mistaken with oh, I'm going to live on my own just to get away from you. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah, right, we right. Value us moving out of our homes, but still coming home to see yes. them all the True. time right. spend time with them. So they feel like they're just not trying to escape us. They just want to like live their lives, but right. see us as part of their family. Yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think you guys living on your own and being successful at it. Mm-hmm. Kind of um, was the antidote to the fear that life may not treat you well. Because if they see you succeed, then the yeah. fear should disappear as well, yeah. right? If that was the basis. Yes. Mm-mm. Wow. Well, anyway, wow, what a story. I mean, you know, it took us um, quite a number of episodes. We, The men are more represented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was, it, but it's really important to, feature and all kinds of stories of people who are, who are non-binary mm-hmm. and the struggle that comes with it. Cause sometimes, you know, teenagers who are going through it think it's only happening to them, but hearing stories like yours and all the other stories that we've had for pride month, you know, we, we kind of understand that it is a struggle and that it's not only you who need, who struggles with this. There are many others and there are many others who triumph. And there could be a happy ending. Maybe you'll have a dark time a little bit. Yes. But it will be worth it. It will be worth it. It's actually going to be your edge. Yeah. True. Oh, very yeah. true. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you so much. I know Nat ha- needed to go like several minutes ago. Thank so you sorry, for staying on. Thank you for staying with us, sharing your story. Thank you for knowing that this is a safe place. And Nat, we know that you've put that in the back burner, but you dug it up again to share it with us. We really appreciate both your time. Thank you so much, Nikki Torres and Nat Cruz for joining us on the eavesdrop. Yay, thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you, ladies. Bye. Thank you.
you so much. All right. That was a nice interview. What a great episode. Those girls are so strong, huh? Yeah. Strong and, and mature. <laughs> yeah. And Pride Month. It's actually going to be your edge. The eavesdrop. You know, I've I know Nikki from a couple of years back. It was just recently that I met Nat. Nikki actually attended um, my body jam classes before before she became an instructor. And then eventually she really made a name for herself in the fitness industry. And the same thing with Nat. I yeah. did not know that they went through any of that. Wow. Especially the, the beating and, you know... I like how they processed everything. And I like how Nat said, that's actually your edge. Galing, for them to turn it around and make it their edge. Mm-mm. I like that at the, the, the clutch moment for, for Nat, she really like chose herself. Yeah. You know, at that Galing, moment, no? she uh-uh. could lie. You know, it was a split Para second. lang yung beating, diba? Yeah, because talaga. I mean, how 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 many people can say that? You know, when these it's not just about the physicality of of being slapped. These yeah. are authority figures in your life. These are the mm, people right. who your primary givers. It's so it's not easy to stand up for yourself to them. You know, mm-hmm. but that that moment it was for me. Parang sliding moment, sliding doors moment for for Nat. Mm-hmm. she could have done. Like she said, she could have just lied about it and said, no, no, no. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll be straight. Mm-mm. But she kind of stood her ground and said, you know, I'll pay the price now. I, I thought that was, that was truly amazing. Mm. Right, right. I hope we can, I hope the, the kids who get to listen to this show um, get some, you know, sage advice and maybe some courage from these mm. two girls because it yeah. takes a lot of courage. And you know what, Parang, I see it, throughout all our interviews, love from the family has been the number one constant, no matter how yeah. challenging and scary it can be. It's really the love from their their family that helps yeah. them. And, and, and being their own person. It's which, I guess, which I guess like, reflects back from how they were raised to begin with, you know. Hmm. You know, yeah. the, these, these women, you know, they are themselves, but a lot of who they are comes from the very people who first did who not them. want the, uh, uh, they, didn't, they didn't accept it. But because um, yeah. I know of a story where that's not the case. This guy mm-hmm. is in his 40s, almost 50. And still, you know, the dad doesn't accept him. So That's tough. I have oh, friends who tough. are still not out. I have friends. Yeah. Who, remember I was yeah. telling you, they yeah. would pretend like when they get home, nalaki ako. And yeah. even when my friend oh, who's grieving, talagang, wala, he, he doesn't want to tell his mom. But he question. just wants to keep that from her because he doesn't want to subject her through the pain. He's worried about her health. Yes, Fran. Is, is he living alone? No. Or is he, he stays, living with the mom? He lives with the mom. And that's because the, there's nobody else to stay with the mom. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I think this, it's being independent and away from the house is what's helped all the people that we've talked to. Yeah. They've stepped outside of their nest and mm. they flew, you know? True. Um, and I think uh, young adults and parents should realize this. When your kid gets a certain age, you got to kick them out of the house. <laughs> they cannot. <laughs> Lalo na dito sa Pilipinas, kailangan! 
<laughs> no, because they cannot enjoy the comforts of your house. You know, they can't be boarders. Diba? Yeah. After a certain time, they need to go. You need to go and find your own way. Yeah. And Otherwise, you will be uh-huh. an enabler to really bad habits. An yes. enabler to a, a character that will not help them in life. <laughs> oh, oh uh, yes. Yes. You can't be coddled by your folks forever. You can't be 40 and living with your folks. Right? <laughs> you can't be 30 and living with your folks. You can't. Well. I, for me, uh, that's Pilipinas, me. Mahirap yan. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's a very Filipino trait. Um, other, I'm sure other countries have it too, but it's like that. It's like that family bond. I can't leave my family, but yes, you can, and I think you should. I, for me, I think it's. I think it's really because for me, you know, I went through the same thing. I'm not gay, but as out of necessity because i had just believed mm. in different things yeah. there there was a major rift between the religion and the way life was being lived and you really can't parang ganito yan okay pinalaki ka ng mga magulang mo ngayon malaki ka na eh. you got to be an adult yeah and mm-hmm. you can't have an adult when somebody is still exerting their authority on you true that's yeah, not and, what being, and we and rightfully so, because you're in their house. Yeah. Yeah. Their house, their rules. Correct. You, you know, some people, some people, they say they can handle it. But I think, uh, I think you just find out more about who you are, whether you're gay or not. Mm-hmm. Just yes. stepping out of the home. And I know that this is a scary thing. I remember I talked about this on the morning show and I got a lot of messages from especially this mom friend of mine who had two daughters and she mm-hmm. said, I don't want my daughters listening to you anymore. Because I had said, I had recommended that, you know, for me, it was important to move out of the house so that I can yeah. be myself. I can find out, mm-hmm. okay, now that I'm an adult, can I fly now? Can, mm-hmm. do, I, do I have everything to survive the world? Yeah. And it was, it's for, for Filipinos especially, that's scary. Because I said, the setup is you stay within the family until you have to get married. Then you go to your husband's. I know that's silly. Uh, no, no, no. And 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 just like your friend Gels, like if let's say you have to be with your folks because they're ill and there's nobody mm-hmm. gonna there's there there won't be anybody to take care of them. Then then maybe you have to have a very adult conversation with your parent and say, okay, we're both adults now, mm-hmm. so we got to live our own lives. I mean, the situation calls for me being with you, yeah. living with you, yeah. but I am still my own man, woman whatever. And I have to live my life. You have to set that boundary, I think. And a lot of people, Filipinos, don't do that. It's arrested development. Hmm? True. It's arrested development. That's what it is. Because I didn't progress in the second stage. How do you do it? And sometimes you really have to cut Cut, you know, cut your ties. <laughs> oh, cut your, I mean, not, not the emotional one, but no. just living your own life. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that's Nikki said, said, yeah, that's what she said. Parang they stepped out not because they just wanted to get away from the parents. They just wanted yeah. to be able to live their life. But they were constantly visiting to let them know we are still part of the family, even if we're out of the house. Correct. I hope this generation, I think this generation is growing up to be uh-uh. that way. Because they obviously, True. generation before, iba. But I mean, right now, I hope, because like, 
um, especially the ones who listen to the show, you raise your, like I said, you have to raise your kids to be able to stand alone by themselves out there in the world. You have to raise your kids that they don't need, they technically, they won't need you. Of course, you want them to always need you, but, (laughs) you know. You equip them well enough so they won't need you. Uh That's the the paradox of being a parent, a good parent, Uh right? Yeah. Like, you you will be rendered useless. I mean, in your role. Because that's your role, to, to, Mm -hmm. to, to be there for them, to help them. But if you do your job well... They will mm-hmm. not need you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, I think, where, where most parents go, I know. <laughs> but I also think that it, it, this generation, it's not just this generation that we need to talk about. It's the generation of parents. They're also different. Mm. They are not reacting in the same way that the g- previous generation was yes. reacting to Mm-mm. their children. So hopefully, hopefully there is progress. Hopefully there is more openness. Mm-hmm. And if anything, just an open communication. Now, whether you understand each other or be, you know, a happy ending and on, it, that's not the point. The point mm-hmm. is to communicate because like Mosh said, I remember this, it didn't come in one conversation. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a series and mm-hmm. you got to stick, you know, stick to your guns and keep showing up until mm-hmm. such time that the person who loves you catches up. Yeah, it's not a phase. Yeah, it's not <laughs> this a is phase. me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I like the advice of Nikki and Nat. You wait. You wait until they open up to you about it. Yes. If you have an idea, just wait, and then probably lay the foundation so they know that it's a safe <laughs> space that they can open up to you. It's Mary true. Paul, I have to. I did that to Jade. I did that to Jade. <laughs> Yeah. I swear. Yeah. We an all girls school. And I said, JD, when we'd have conversations in the car, I'd go, hey, you know what? Did you have like, you know, you if you like a girl, just tell me. You know, yeah. if you like a boy, just tell me, but just tell me and it's gonna be okay. We'll talk, we'll deal with it when we get there. <laughs> Kakaiba dun sa dalawang daughters. So, ginawa niya, dinala niya sa Lasenza. And true enough, well, later on, they found out that the kid was gay. Wait, oh, what was the reaction of the kid at Lasenza? Not <laughs> she, w- she was. No, not not to wear it. it okay. She was, you know, turned on by it. You know, okay. not, not not in a very adult way. I mean, yeah, to yeah. say that she found it very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, by yes. your reaction from somebody who just wants to buy. Uh-uh. Okay. reaction. Oh, I want to wear that. Uh-uh. I want to see someone wearing that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but anyway, what I just okay. love that there are many kinds of stories for Pride Month so that whoever might be listening to us, wherever in the spectrum you're coming from, hopefully, you know, the stories that we're featuring helps you in some little way or hopefully in a big way. Whether that's to come out. To accept or, yourself. Uh, to, to accept yourself. And hopefully parents kind of understand too in hearing these stories that, you know, this is what, your kids are going through that they might not be able to communicate with you. Yeah. 
That's right. So thanks for joining us on the show again. Another episode that, you know, kind of helps move the conversations along. This is the Eavesdrop Podcast. My name is Francesca. Jelly here. My name is Del. And this is Jude Rocha. Thanks for making us your pod for thought. Listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Bye, guys. Thank you for the time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.